0: Welcome to episode 32 of Everything EOS. I'm Zach Gall, our in-house EOS fanatic here at ICO Alert, the trusted ICO discovery platform. Visit ICOalert.com, the most complete calendar of all active and upcoming ICOs.
1: And I'm here today with the founder and CEO of block producer, Cypherglass. Rob Finch. Thank you all so much for joining us on the longest running weekly EOS podcast, Everything EOS. It is now episode 32, and a huge shout out to everybody that's been with us since episode one. If this is your first episode, welcome aboard. We're talking about everything EOS. Uh, once again, we sincerely appreciate the feedback and the comments that we get about the show. And we read your YouTube comments or SoundCloud comments or wherever you're leaving them. It makes us smile and gets us super Ooh, yeah. hyped to do another awesome episode the next week. So please continue to let us know that you like the show by liking, following, or subscribing on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you may be listening.
0: I thought it'd be cool this week as a thank you to everyone to kind of share some statistics about uh, yeah. how, how you guys affect us. Like, the, we love the comments. We love to know you guys are watching, but, but I just wanted to share some statistics from the month of October nice. because it was kind of the first time I actually dove in and looked at how long people are spending w- watching what we have to say about the EOS community and what's going on uh, with block one and everything like that. Right. So in the month of October, we had a total of between iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, YouTube, everywhere right. we syndicate. We had a total of 507,400 minutes of watch wow, or listen time. that's
1: crazy. That
0: is equivalent to 8,000. 456 hours watched <laughs>
1: that's so of our cool. faces, our voices. How wow. crazy is that?
0: That's 352 full days. Wow, and that's just in one month? One month, four Wow, episodes. so you guys are
1: watching a year of content in one month, that's pretty amazing. So we, we
0: talk about, ma- like everyone talks about making their crypto gains, right? Yeah. So I, we, we got like at least 10 to 100x on our time <laughs> per episode. So I love it. That's for awesome. every episode, I probably spend a couple hours preparing and yeah. post-production. But every episode we get eighty-eight complete days of watch or listen wow. time from the ES community.
1: That's wild. A huge shout out to yeah, everybody that's making you that
0: possible. Everybody. Th- Absolutely. This is
1: awesome. And if if you're one of the many that are sharing this on your social media, on Twitter and Telegram, you know, thank you so much. We couldn't have done it without you.
0: And as a second reminder, <laughs> subscribe, 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 <laughs> smash <laughs> the like button. Because we want to have a full year of watch time
1: in the month of November. Yeah, let's do it. Now, before we get started, I do need to mention that this is not a sponsored podcast, but I do need to disclose that Zach Gall and I do hold EOS tokens. We're going to be talking about some other stuff today and also disclose that I do hold BNT tokens, I hold dice tokens, I hold seed tokens, uh, and IQ for good measure.
0: I don't know if I hold all those. I probably do, but not nearly as much. I hold yeah. some dust. Uh, but yeah, I, I probably own some of those too. I, I could disclose in the
1: description if that's what we're going to start doing. There we go. So there's our disclosure. We've been uh, doing that anytime we talk about it. But beyond that, please remember that as we're expressing our opinion about EOS and about all these different projects, please do not interpret our opinions as legal, financial, tax, professional, or any of the kind of advice. We're just talking about our opinion, and you should always do your own due diligence before you make any financial decisions.
0: And on today's episode, we're going to once again be discussing hackathon. On updates for the last time next time will be a summary of what happened oh yeah i'm excited uh, the, for that oh yeah the launch of bancor x wax some recent fud and a live gift opening <laughs> from svk crypto
1: we got it right here
0: oh, you gotta flip it around rob there
1: it is We've got the <laughs> svk
0: crypto sticker on it and everything we're mm, uh, yeah the live the svk sticker. reveal you, you can't even buy these on ebay you can't right Limit, here coming lim- up later on the podcast limited edition and we have much more also after the transition, let's go.
1: So we're starting off with uh, a bit of a sad note today but uh gall you brought this to my attention why don't you kick it off
0: yeah so we just want to uh, put our thoughts and prayers out to stan larimer uh, dan larimer's dad uh about a week ago he uh, was hospitalized put into critical care but he's in stable condition uh not much is really known about what happened but the family requests privacy on on this um we were all excited for the bios chain to launch mm-hmm. uh, i think this week uh, so that's going to be delayed a little bit, uh, but we just want to say thoughts and prayers for the Larimer family.
1: We just wanted to take this moment at the start to just wish our warm wishes to Stan and the entire Larimer family. All right, let's open that gift. Yeah, let's do it. I so, want to know
0: what we got, man. I hope it's a I, t-shirt. I do too.
1: It said... Uh, so here it is from SVK Crypto, straight out of London. Live. Let's see what we got. Oh, we got a box. Ooh. Wow.
0: Oh, black ribbon. Oh,
1: wow. Oh, this is fancy. You've outdone yourselves. I know this is coming from uh, Shane and Charles and maybe some of the other SVK team. Let's see. If you're not familiar, SVK Crypto is actually one of the investment funds as a part of Block One's billion dollar DAP fund. They run a a 50 million dollar fund looking for dApps to invest in. Oh, wow. Here we go.
0: Exactly what I wanted.
1: We got some cards. Little note here.
0: Oh, man. Is it my size? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, it's definitely too small. I love it. All that we ask for is that you wear the T-shirt with love and send us a picture of you rocking it. Signed, Charles Story and Shane Kehoe. Charles, Thank you guys so Shane, much. Shane,
0: this is a large. Uh, oh, I got you a large do, as well. You, do, you probably don't want to see me wearing a large. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. I'll have a but, second. But I that. will make sure... Uh, I'll try to I'll try it on. We'll there see.
1: Here it is. I'm sure we can pick you up an Excel in San Francisco when it is. I there, I,
0: I think this would be a good time to show myself. So not only will I, if I fit this, wear this on a future episode. Yeah. But anyone else, including Cipher Glass, who wants to give me a free T shirt, oh, whether okay. in San Francisco or via mail, I'd be happy to wear it on an episode. All right. Free of charge.
1: All right. I'll keep that. In I, mind. I,
0: I instead of wearing these uh, button up shirts or whatever else we wear hoodies every day, yeah. I'm going to start wearing some block producer shirts if you I guys like want to, you know,
1: clothe me. You see what you've done, Shane and Charles. You oh, see yeah. What you've done? I, I've
0: been wanting to make this announcement for a long time. So th- th- thanks for uh, facilitating the shill.
1: Yeah. And all seriousness, huge shout out to SPK Crypto. Can't wait to see you guys in San Francisco this weekend for the hackathon. And, and thank you for the shirts. I'll yeah, definitely be sporting that. Appreciate that. Oh, actually, this is a good time to mention really quickly. um, There was a photo that, that Shane actually sent me and posted in the SVK Crowd Telegram group of uh, the same Sam shirt. Kasmanian from Everpedia. You may know him from there with the SVK crypto shirt on, but right next to the very own Dr. Dre. So Dr. Dre himself Maker was there. Of Beats headphones. Yeah, sold it to Apple. N- for, not, not, for a, a not an advertisement. <laughs> not <laughs> an endorsement. But pretty cool to see them all together. You know, Everpedia and that team through Mobot has some connections through Genius, where they're Mobot founded, so they're kind of in the music industry. But it was cool to see all of them, including SVK, meeting with Dr. Dre. So who knows what will come out of that. So how excited are you
0: for the hackathon?
1: So oh my goodness. since
0: last week, some big news: tickets oh, yeah. are now sold out. Completely sold out. Completely sold out. We we talked. We've been talking about this for weeks, but the venue has a maximum capacity of 1,100 uh, people. Ooh. That doesn't mean they sold 1,100 tickets, right?
1: Because you got mentors, you have staff, yeah. you have other people,
0: and but. that yeah, and then for the um, presentations on Sunday, yeah. you have to have an audience. Exactly. But I I think this one might be bigger than
1: London, which was I think between five and 600 participants. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm excited that that also means that the final ceremony is sold out. So even if you're coming to San Francisco, you weren't participating, you're just sort of in the area and wanna come see who wins and see the awards Mm -hmm. ceremony, uh, you can get a ticket to that. So that means that's completely sold out. So I can't wait to see this venue as they've had pretty awesome venues in the past and should be a pretty fun time.
0: So last week we spent a good bit of time talking about some newly announced judges. Yeah, we did. And and this this is the second time it happened where we we (laughs) record an episode, we talk about a bunch of stuff. The next day I'm looking for the graphics and I yeah. go on the site and I, I find something new. The first time I, I found out that a venue was selected for yeah. the hackathon because at the time there was no venue. We talked for 10 minutes. Yeah, about like as soon the as they put it up, that was pretty and crazy. And then this time we talked about the judges and I noticed yep. Mike Novogratz
1: oh, added yeah. to the judges. Galaxy Digital, great guy. I can't wait to meet him in San Francisco.
0: $325 million EOS VC fund. Yeah. So how big is that for uh, hackers and participants in the, this
1: contest? Oh, that's huge. I mean, one of the core parts of the hackathon is to allow the winners to then pitch a panel of people who are part of the ESVC ecosystem. So I'm sure Novogratz, if you know, if you're out there and you win the hackathon, you're going to be pitching. So
0: it's basically like you're making it to the grand finale without even qualifying because you're getting in front of Novogratz. Now, want want to talk about the other one? Yeah, so one other big one and then two that I haven't done as much research on.
1: Yes, that's pretty interesting. Mike Lempress, who I would never expect to actually be in the hackathon uh, judges table, but the chief policy officer at Coinbase, formerly, I believe the chief legal officer at Coinbase, one of the people who was instrumental in sort of writing that framework for you know which tokens get listed which tokens don't on Coinbase is actually gonna be a judge at the EOS hackathon so it'll be really interesting to see what comes out of that maybe they're just getting friendly with Coinbase maybe they have an announcement we'll see but uh, it should be cool so uh when Coinbase that's the question isn't it (laughs) we will see I don't know I mean if you look at that I posted a video on the Cypherglass YouTube channel a while ago called something to the effect of what uh, what you don't know about the Poloniex Circle listing when they actually listed EOS, mm-hmm. and it had to go through a legal framework an approval framework very similar to Coinbase's legal framework in the U.S. and it got approved. So I think EOS is, you know, it, it has the potential to actually go through Coinbase's program and also get
0: approved. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, we've seen Basic Attention Token got listed this yeah. week, uh, ZRX got listed. Yeah. I, I, I don't think uh, it's outside of the realm of possibility for EOS to eventually get listed, but it, it'll be in a, a with alongside a lot of other really really good, uh, projects and tokens as well. So it's, it's,
1: it's, so it's overly due. the question that uh, the the elephant is in the room is, will we get an EOS on Coinbase announcement at the hackathon? I don't know. I would say probably not. It doesn't seem like the place they would announce that. Um, but, but who knows? We'll see.
0: So you, you made an interesting point about the, uh, legal framework last like November, December, uh, Coinbase published, uh, their, their framework of acceptable tokens that they'd be willing to list. And at that time, we, we talked about it. We said, you yeah, know, should meet all of these qualifications. But th- it was way, way long time ago. Right. Um, but since then, uh, Lee Schneider, so one of one of the block one hires uh, back in May, he was hired as uh, global Council. global general counsel. He actually co-authored a security law framework for blockchain tokens which was developed by Coinbase. Wow. So that's the tie-in. I, th- I feel like we've talked about that once before. Yeah. That's so interesting. So, I mean, there, there's some Coinbase connections, but it's just an exchange listing. Like, we, we're we trying to prove utility of the token. Absolutely. Like an exchange is a short-term thing, but I, I think mainstream adoption is going to require much, much more than exchange oh, yeah. listings, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. It adds, an era of legitimacy to, to a token. Well, and
1: I think it, it adds a very easy fiat on ramp. So one of the things right now about EOS is that there there aren't that many fiat on ramps. Of course, Kraken and some others have USD pairs against it where mm-hmm. you can just link your bank account and buy some. But to get it on a Coinbase, to get it on a Gemini platforms like that will really open up and just make it much easier to actually get USD into the EOS ecosystem. So it will be very cool to see may not happen now, but I think eventually I agree. Yeah,
0: I think that's what we talked
1: about with the Circle app. That's why I was yeah. most excited because the Circle app is another fiat on ramp. Definitely, yeah. Well, and I think to your point about proving utility, I think the EOS blockchain, out of pretty much any blockchain, has proved its utility the most, more than anybody else, with all of these dApps, with people leasing out CPU on Shintai and other platforms. And, you know, the utility is there and it's pretty exciting.
0: Uh, outside of the judges, another re- uh, big announcement this week is that Brendan Bloomer is going to be leading yes. the opening ceremony. Yeah, I'm so, so I guess excited. It's like
1: Saturday afternoon. Well, and I didn't morning. Yeah, I, I assumed there was going to be some kind of opening ceremony, but of course, didn't think Brendan Bloomer was going to lead it. He he or Dan. I think Dan maybe led it in London. Um, of course, I missed that because due to illness. But uh, super excited to see that. Maybe he'll you know give us some insight into what they're working on next. Maybe we see a roadmap finally. I don't know. I mean, I want to get
0: some Rex news, whether it's uh, an official announcement or just some hearsay around the the, uh, hackathon. Definitely. Uh, So in addition to the hackathon, the hackathon is going to be Saturday and Sunday, uh, November 10th and 11th on November 12th. That's the Monday following is the Scaling Blockchain Conference. I highly advise anyone coming to the hackathon to also make it to the Scaling Blockchain Conference. Uh, There's some other events going on over the course of the weekend on Friday. There's the Shios. Uh, They're doing a workshop on the EOS uh, twenty one protocol. And then there's a social gathering. I, I can't read the graphic, but if you if you go on Twitter, you, you'll you'll see this graphic being shared everywhere. Uh, I think he has Blocksmith and Lumius put it out. Yeah. All right. So big news this week. We had yeah. a major major product launch Oh, absolutely. Week. Bancor X. You wanna talk about what Bancor X is for yeah. a
1: minute? So Bancor X is pretty significant and we're about to release a video on the Cypherglass YouTube channel about this as well. So youtube.com slash cypherglass if you wanna see that. But Bancor X, it's commonly referred to as a decentralized exchange, but it's really much more than that and is different in a couple ways. Um, the first is that it's not a decentralized exchange so much as it is a decentralized liquidity network. Mm-hmm. So basically what that means is that for any token listed on the website, generally on an exchange, you know, if I'm gonna sell a token, I need somebody to offer to buy it. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I can't make that sale. But with Bancor, if I want to sell a token, I can sell it even if there isn't a buyer because each smart token, is what they call it, has what's basically a reserve underneath the token. So if I go in and I want to sell a token, I take some EOS out of that reserve, and the price of that token drops a little bit. If I want to buy a token, I add some EOS into that token's reserves, and the price goes up a little bit. So it's an algorithmically driven exchange. Kind of, yeah, it kind
0: of takes on some aspects of like a derivative almost.
1: Almost, yeah. It's interesting, and, and the utility of the BNT token is that anytime you do a transfer between any two tokens, it actually goes through BNT. And now what's so significant about BancorX beyond adding all of this liquidity to airdrops and EOS tokens and all these different projects. Cross-chain. Cross-chain, which is crazy. For the first time, two major blockchains have been linked, Ethereum and EOS. And now, and I've did this, I, I transferred a bunch of Ethereum BNT over to EOS and EOS BNT through their relay, and it, it worked great, it was amazing.
0: It, it, this is super interesting also, because like my, my usual work outside of podcasting and ICO Alert is we, we categorize tokens and projects based on what blockchain they're on. Yeah. So now this is one of the first time, it's the first time as far as I know of a token. So if I wanted to uh, categorize the BNT token, yeah, I not only got to categorize as an, e- an ethereum token on the ethereum blockchain but also an eos token absolutely and this is kind of unheard of but it, it it's it's what well, needs to happen for mainstream adoption we can't have a bunch of siloed blockchains that can't communicate with each 100%. other 100 and first we saw shios they created the eos uh 21 protocol which uh allowed the the cross-chain transfer but bancor x just took it to a whole nother level yeah so what's cool about bancor x is it allows you to you to trade tokens without a base currency, essentially. So Mm -hmm. most people are used to trading for EOs or Ethereum or whatever you like to, what pair you like to trade with. You you either trade with a USD pair or a Bitcoin pair or maybe an Ethereum pair. But now you could trade, let's say, a Karma token for a Black token. Yeah. Or or a Karma token for Ethereum now or a Karma token for ZRX. Yeah. Uh, So what I see happening is all of these games that, uh, all all like for now, the casino games, for instance, they should be able to take at some point any ERC20 token or any EOS token or EOS itself and be able to basically do an instant swap into whatever the base currency of that dap is. Oh yeah. And it, it, and then it could make payouts the same way. It could have a like an instant swap where it pays you out. Everyone gets paid out in the same currency even if they, they paid with a different currency and the swaps are all happening Absolutely. in the background I mean, through the bank works. The
1: exchange. implications for something like this with the cross chain link between Ethereum and EOS, this cross chain bridge it, are just wild. And I think to your point, we're gonna see so many people using this and utilizing this relay to kind of build on top of it and make for new DAPs. So now if you're a dap on Ethereum, you can stay, keep your existing user that likes to use Ethereum, that prefers Mm -hmm. that over EOS. Maybe they haven't used EOS yet, but you can also launch on top of EOS, take advantage of the network effects there, take advantage of the the massively growing community on EOS, and just run both. And then if it turns out that all your users migrate over to the EOS version, that's fine. If they want to use the ETH version, that's fine too. But at least you can have both, and you'll end up having a broader reach for your dApp, and in the end, you'll have more users, more volume, all the stuff you need to to, to make your dApp successful.
0: I think it's great for both EOS and Ethereum. Absolutely. So we're sometimes a little harsh on Ethereum, Ethereum. Right,
1: yeah. That's because, and, and to address that really quickly, I think Ethereum, while, you know, they've added major contributions to the blockchain space, just as has Bitcoin and, and all of these other projects, but Ethereum still is a benchmark. I yeah. mean, if you look at Ethereum as the top smart contracting platform by market cap, they're a benchmark. So mm-hmm. when you pass them in things like daily active users, when you pass them in things like DAP volume and eventually trading volume... that's that's a serious benchmark and it's something that should be celebrated and it can be celebrated without putting the other team down and making them feel bad. So Mm -hmm. just wanted to touch on that.
0: And it, it allows an Ethereum DAP to technically be scalable in the short term. So you could use your ERC-20 tokens, you could hold them in your Ethereum wallet, but if you want to use the DAP it could be integrated with the Bancor Relay yeah. and basically be using EOS token like in, on the back end, all kinds of EOS transactions, but then whenever you get paid back your tokens, you're actually getting paid back in your ERC-20 token. Yeah, 20 if that's token. what they choose. If that's what they choose to do. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. That's really, really big news. Uh, so that's one Ethereum project that, that's kind of hybrid moving over to EOS. And then there was another big Ethereum project that recently launched uh, their EOS-based project, and that's the WAX
1: oh yeah blockchain. that's right
0: you want to talk about wax for a minute the, yeah, new, so, the new
1: transaction champ so wax right now is a fork of eos which means it's completely separate from the eos mainnet and, and isn't linked right now however in the future i do expect wax to eventually link as a sidechain to the EOS blockchain just with their own token and own token economics and everything but wax is essentially if you think of eos as a general purpose platform where you can build any kind of DApp you want you can build an exchange you can build a game you can build you know a, a movie leasing platform you can can do whatever you want on top of eos wax is a little more niche and a little more limited in that they're focused specifically on games so basically i mean wax is essentially you could you could technically tokenize anything but it's designed or sort of focused on tokenizing in-game items for games. So you could have Wax and a centralized game and tokenize the items in it or you could have, you know, the similar dapps that are running on EOS running on. I games. remember back
0: when when did they announce the EOS stuff? It was like back in April or May and mm-hmm. people got kind of mad because it was the first EOS fork. Right. So it didn't really people didn't really see the benefit of the EOS mainnet. But what these forks allow to happen, and we're talking Talos, Warbly and any future forks including Wax is There there are certain core aspects to the system contract of the EOS mainnet that that, that can't be changed to, to fit the specific needs and use cases of other applications. So what WAX needed to do was they needed to fork the EOSIO chain and add their own features, because instead of block producers, they they use, do you remember the term that they use? Scrims. I don't know, when I,
1: I wasn't, to be honest, completely convinced by their article saying that they, like, it seemed to me that the things that they wanted added onto EOS could have been built through smart contracts on top of the EOS mainnet, but I do understand from you know the perspective of them continuing their current token economics they have all these token holders on ethereum with their mm-hmm. own token so if they were to just build on the eos mainnet the wax token would have a lot less utility so they are almost forced to have their own side chain, right now a fork where you know that token is then the resource token it's the the core utility token versus using eos as their core utility
0: and for those who aren't uh, aware of like the people behind wax wax stands for world asset exchange like rob said it has to do with in-game trading of items or any virtual items essentially But it's developed by the founders of a company called OP Skins, and they are the world's leading marketplace for video game assets. So when you talk like Counter-Strike Skins, what other type of in-game stuff do they trade? Because I'm not really I into think this it's, stuff.
1: It's, it's mostly skins focused around huge. Counter-Strike. So there was a big controversy on YouTube several years ago where I found out about all this because some YouTubers had <laughs> the platform. And, and anyway, but um, it's mostly Counter-Strike skins. There are some other games that are very popular. I think Team Fortress 2 you can sell skins and hats and items and stuff but mostly limited to those. I don't think you can trade newer items like Fortnite skins and things like that. I think uh,
0: Skins, skins Yeah But so anyway
1: I mean It's it's a real marketplace If you look For example At the amount of money That Fortnite brings in Every month oh It's like several God. hundred Million dollars On one time It's insane skins. So oh, the yeah. cool thing
0: About skins Compared to like An in-game item Is like, in, like You're familiar With World Warcraft Like there's different Items that make Your character Better, stronger And harder to kill But skins are just to personalize your character. They they don't give you any advantage at all. It's not like a
1: play to win. It's just a purely cosmetic change that makes a character Mm -hmm. look cooler or whatever. So it's like buying clothes or makeup
0: for your character, essentially.
1: exactly. Well, and if you think about in the future, right now people spend this much money on skins when you're just playing on your computer, you have a screen, you you don't have a ton of personal identity associated with that virtual character. But in the future, when we're all in VR and high fidelity and have our headsets (laughs) on, there's going to be a lot more weight put on what skin you have and what, what customizations you have on your character that are linked more to your personal identity. So I expect in the long, long term that skins and this type of virtual customization will be, you know, in in very high demand.
0: I'm actually looking at blocktivity right now. EOS is neck and neck with WAX right now to surpass it for the most daily transaction volume. But I'm happy with any of them winning. Right now, as as we speak, WAX is number one on daily activity, followed by EOS, BitShares, and Steam. All built on top of the graphene (laughs) technology that Stan and Dan Larimer invented back in, what, 2013? It's been a while, yeah. It's been a while. So we're really happy about that. And... Just to go back to April or May, whenever I uh, we talked about this the first time, but a quote from the WAX team whenever they announced their fork, mm-hmm. they said their engineering team performed a detailed evaluation of six chains. And mind you, they're already on Ethereum, so we could assume Ethereum was one of them. Arc, EOS, Lisk, Tendermint, NEM, and NEO. So they compared all of these different chains, all the different abilities of the chains to meet their specific needs. And they still chose EOS. Yeah, so that's a huge stamp of approval oh, from a absolutely. team who, who was familiar with Ethereum and all of these other chains that they looked into. And they still chose EOS
1: for a variety of different reasons. Absolutely. And, that and honestly, can lead us into the next topic. Definitely. And I think to touch on what one of those things might be, honestly, lack of transaction fees. If you look at all of these other platforms that they compared it against, NEM, Tendermint, Lisk, EOS, Arc, or not EOS, of course, um, NEO and Arc they all have transaction fees. So if you want to trade a a 10 cent digital item, are you going to pay a 60 cent transaction fee just to to process it? No, you're going to use EOS and it's going to be totally free.
0: Very true. So Everyone at this point probably knows about the white block uh, research that came out. You want to kind of explain what it was?
1: Yeah. So there was this big article that that came out sort of coincidentally uh, or I guess suspiciously across several different crypto news outlets at the same time, um, basically claiming that EOS is not a blockchain, that it's just glorified cloud server hosting glorified Amazon Web Services, which ultimately after people read it, I read it, a bunch of people went through it. really prominent members of the EOS community and even the general crypto community came out and sort of disputed it and dismissed it. But it basically boiled down to what the definition of a blockchain was. Mm -hmm. And they defined a blockchain in very narrow terms that only qualified basically proof of work blockchains like Bitcoin and Ethereum. So based on the consensus mechanism, the the mechanism through which people reach consensus and agree on which transactions are valid, based on that consensus mechanism, they're saying it has to be this exact mechanism in order for it to be a blockchain. Just because EOS uses a more efficient, more robust, more Byzantine fault-tolerant uh, consensus mechanism doesn't mean that it's suddenly not a blockchain. So totally preposterous article, but it's interesting. You found out a little bit about who's behind
0: it. Yeah. So everyone, it's a well-known fact that consensus or some sort of Ethereum foundation was behind it. But just just so everyone can better understand who consensus is, and then I guess the proof is in, in the pudding. I'll, I'll throw up some graphics right now. Yeah. Um, so... The article was written by four authors, and it, it was published under a company called WhiteBlock, which is a, a blockchain like research and metricing company. Right. But anytime you write uh, like academic research or any type of research, the order that you print the authors' names in mm-hmm. are the order of their contributions. Oh, interesting. And the first two contributors to this research mm-hmm. is Brent Zhu, who I'll pull up his background on the screen yeah. now. He's a consensus employee. And Drew uh, Luthra, who's also a consensus employee, uh, followed by two white block employees, Zach Cole and Nate Blakely. Huh. So I'm not I'm not going to try to argue the technicalities of the research because I, I do think that they did do these tests,
1: but they they wrote the tests. Yeah, and they well, they defined they set the parameters of what a blockchain is, and
0: and they didn't factor in the community. The community is is EOS essentially, like the the technology itself without the community behind it is a completely different animal than in a lab setting. But I I just didn't understand why, if the two lead researchers and the two main primary authors of the research, if they were from consensus, why didn't this research come out under the consensus
1: name? Probably to... to try to get away from the fact that it is funded by consensus,
0: And the reason is because most people didn't actually download the PDF and read the actual research. They, yeah. they read all of the headlines that yeah. said EOS is not a blockchain. Yeah, study
1: proves EOS is not yeah, a blockchain. Just ridiculous. It,
0: it, it, it's all about a definition. I'm not going to argue the definition. But for those who don't know, consensus is um, for, straight from their website, a venture production studio focused on building and scaling tools, disruptive startups and enterprise software products, powered by Decentralized technology, specifically Ethereum.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and if you look at one of the co founders of Ethereum, Joe Lubin, he has been instrumental in the success and the founding of Consensus as an organization. They've run tons of Ethereum ICOs and have been big in the Ethereum community. So it's, it's interesting where it's coming.
0: that on Halloween, we didn't announce on our Halloween episode that it was the 10 year anniversary of the Bitcoin white paper. Ah, oh, right. Which yeah. is a big deal. Yeah. And as part of that 10 year anniversary, do you remember back in 2008 whenever it was said that the banks were too big to fail oh yeah absolutely i think that that's why ethereum situation right now they're oh, too big to interesting. fail interesting it's a very interesting court it's a complete huh. it, it's nice correlation but it, it's obviously different than banking right different but industries. they've grown to be such a monstrosity with such a market cap so much money at stake yeah that they're just defending themselves against it makes complete sense i mean if you
1: look at if you look at life is really all about incentives if you look at why warren buffett hates bitcoin it's because a huge percent like 40 percent, of berkshire hathaway's investments are in companies like visa and mastercard and the current intermediaries in the payment space so of course he doesn't like it if you look at why joseph lubin doesn't like eos because the super majority of his net worth is tied up in ethereum and many illiquid ethereum projects that he can't currently can't get out of and so i mean of course he's going to sit there and defend it
0: yeah and, and we're going to defend eos just the same absolutely so, uh, we have to understand where we're coming from and where they're coming from and where, where our incentives are are. Obviously, our incentives were EOS maximalists in a way, so we're going to defend EOS. But I'm, I'm, op- I'm all open to reading other people's uh, research calling out EOS for its flaws. Absolutely. If they want to call us out for not ratifying a constitution yet, for not having a referendum tool yet, there's a lot of things. The CPU. There, there's a lot of things you can complain about that's going on in the EOS mainnet. We're working on it. But if you called out all of those flaws in a research article, by all means, do it. We, we accept the criticism. Oh,
1: absolutely. Well, and that only helps people know and understand what the flaws are so that then they can go fix them. Great example. Again, CPU, because of all of the DAP usage that's happening, CPU, again, hit congestion mode recently. So right now, as we speak, there's an active proposal from ES New York and a few other BPs to, once again, bump up that congestion mode variable we talked about a few episodes ago from 20% now to 30%. So boom, again, it will free up more CPU. Um, so if you're out there. It, By the time you're listening to this, it should have already been approved, I would assume. Um, But if not, go and bug your BPs to to vote approval (laughs) on that.
0: So, and and just to finish up with the white block stuff, Thomas Cox wrote a great rebuttal. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to link his Medium article in the description here. He basically refuted some of the arguments made in in the research. Um, And the one that I could refute, I don't understand everything uh, as far as the technicalities of it. But the one thing that stood out to me as the most BS was that quote in the research transaction throughput in the system does not exceed 250 Transactions per second.
1: When on a live blockchain, we have proven we've done nearly 4,000 transactions per second on the live US mainnet, and that's not even at full capacity. It could go way yeah. beyond that. So it's crazy. I mean, are they running this on old hardware to hit 250 transactions per second? It's crazy.
0: I don't understand it. Uh, not but to that mention. That was the one thing that I looked at, and I was like, well, I don't know everything about the technology yeah. of a blockchain and how it works at, to the T
1: at that level
0: but I do know how many transactions per oh, second yeah. we're well, got
1: through-putting. Not to mention the fact that when you're running it in a local environment like they were for the test, you should have higher throughput because you don't deal with latency and having to ping all these different block producers around the world. I don't but in a live in... distributed environment, we've demonstrated thousands. So I don't have it in crazy. the notes,
0: but I think they had a second number. I think that was in their test environment at 250. I think it was even lower in yeah, their exactly. a, 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 like a production environment.
1: model us but anyway obviously very very easy to see through and i really liked brendan bloomer's tweet to kind of wrap this up he said eos is built working backwards from the needs of those wanting to release demanding decentralized applications today our core devs remain internally focused and lack bandwidth to debate the definition of blockchain or commission negative pieces on alternative alternative approaches so I love that response rather than coming out and wasting time Mm -hmm. writing another article refuting it they're saying look we're proving to you in real time we've proved that we have more users of dApps we've proved there's more throughput we proved all these things we're gonna keep building and and prove you wrong in the field so I love that response from Brendan I personally want Ethereum to succeed absolutely there's a lot of
0: blockchain Backing to that, like I don't want everyone to lose their money. Oh, absolutely not. I don't want all the research and thought that went into getting Ethereum to where it is today to go to waste. Like I want everyone to succeed. Yeah. And we see Bancor X is a perfect example of more than one chain can succeed
1: at the same time. Absolutely. It it benefits both chains. So. Well, and the combined network effect. Assuming Bancor gets a lot of traction there with that cross-chain, cross-chain, they're going to start sharing network effects. So all those people on Ethereum now have access to EOS DApps very easily, and vice versa. So it, it should be great for both ecosystems.
0: So I guess while we're on the topic, let's finish smashing some FUD here, Rob. Yeah, let You keep getting some oh bet dice hate. Honestly, explain this?
1: <laughs> the other day, I swear, was come out and, and, you know, rag on Rob for trying to support the EOS ecosystem day <laughs> in Telegram. It was crazy. And I totally respect these people's opinions. Everybody has a different opinion on gambling and, and you know, whether or not they want to um, support it. But some people came out and, and said, hey. You know, I noticed that you disclosed legally, as you should, that you hold DICE tokens, and you're also out here talking about DICE and the records that they're breaking, like doing a quarter billion dollars in volume in a week. And I'm like, yes, I am, you know, what's the problem with that? And some people say, oh, well, I don't like gambling, or oh, I think that's a conflict of interest because you hold the tokens and you're you're um, talking about it. You know, you're, you're bringing awareness to this project. And it, it blows my mind, honestly. I had I had conversations <laughs> with multiple people in Telegram, and, and you know, a lot of people did come out and defend me, and I sincerely appreciate that. The entire purpose, literally the reason why the EOS blockchain was created was to build build, decentralized dApps, to build dApps. Nobody so when, complained when you, you were harping on Everipedia and IQ tokens oh my goodness. for months. I've been, I've been Change out here. Change, yeah. tokens. I've been doing airdrop token. spotlights about uh, this project and that project and, and all kinds of different exposure just to try to get more and more people to use EOS dApps. So when an EOS dApp comes out and breaks records like BetDice has done, of course then I'm going to start going out and saying, hey, have you seen BetDice and the records that they're breaking? Have you seen the fact that they've been using so much CPU that we've then had to figure out how to make CPU more efficient that Dan then has to figure out how to come out and do a 2x increase on cpu the things that bet dice are doing whether you like gambling or not are incredible for the eos ecosystem and the blockchain system as a whole because they're going out and they're breaking records they're proving that eos works they're pushing eos to the limits and they're really honestly have made a pretty unique token economic model that, that i'm a yeah, huge fan of. and
0: i kind of want to give my piece because we just happened to air the commercial that some of my coworkers here at ico alert made so we made a bet dice commercial oh, it's yeah. like a 50-second explainer of what bet dice is and the reason we did it and people called us out in the comments for it not being announced as a sponsored ad BetDice didn't pay us to make that we made yeah. it because we think it's a really cool app and it shows the speed of EOS, and most importantly, because it's a revenue model. Yeah, the, all of these DApps, especially the gaming or gambling ones, they have great referral programs. Pixel Masters was the same way, and I wouldn't consider that gambling. So basically, this my my time's not free. I, I, I'm an employee at ICO Alert. This podcast is one part of my job. Nothing really funds this podcast. So as an additional revenue stream, we figured we could use these referral codes to help kind of fund some of this podcasting because we get asked all the time to do more episodes. The reason we can't do more episodes is because I don't have more time. I don't have more time because time is money. Right. Uh, and like this isn't anything new. Uh, if, if you've ever heard of CPU emergency, you want to explain what they do real quick? Yeah.
1: CPU emergency is a, a great little company, cpuemergency.com. If you're in need of CPU, when we hit those congestion limits, you can go there, type in your account name and you get free CPU delegated to you.
0: So the reason I brought up CPU emergency was because they don't really have, a, as far as I know, a profit model in their business, they give away CPU for free. They lent, they lend it out yeah. since they started partnering with these dice games, they are getting funded thousands and thousands of dollars based on their referral bonuses yeah. for people using their referral links to play these games. Oh, it's amazing. Nobody's calling out CPU Emergency for being terrible people. Yeah, exactly. Well, They're,
1: and they're helping the ecosystem. To your point, nobody got upset when I came out and said, hey, Everpedia is awesome and published dozens and dozens of new articles on Everpedia. Nobody got upset when I said, hey, Chains is bringing real airdrop liquidity to people who need to offload or want to buy a big amount of these airdrops. Nobody got upset about that. I understand if you don't like gambling, never once have I endorsed gambling or said, hey, go out and play this thing just talking about a project that I think is super And one exciting. thing
0: I will bring up is that was the best dap commercial ever made. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to content yeah, uh, guys, Ryan Dennis and Evan Schindler yeah. here at ICO alert for putting that together. Yeah. And Joe Argyro was the, yeah, the star that of the was show. a great commercial. And you yeah. know what? We're, we're, um, at the end of the day, we're a data repository company. We work with, uh, we have a data API that we work with like university researchers on to research blockchain businesses. But we're also a marketing company, and you know what? That wasn't a sponsored commercial. We did it on our own time. But BetDice, just as a matter of disclosure, th- they are probably going to run some marketing through our email campaigns or a oh, banner cool. on our website. So it turned into business. We are a for profit business. Yeah. And we, we, we never really hide that. And we, we did the commercial on our own. It was a kick ass commercial. Yeah, it was awesome. And we'll probably do more. And we're going to do that. Yeah, them. I hope there's one for Lottery and
1: Baccarat. Awesome. And we're, well, not or necessarily Baccarat.
0: for Dice. We'll, we'll start doing them for other games. Yeah. And we're not going to ask permission to do them because they have the permissions built in with the referral programs. Yeah. Uh, It's not uncommon for a YouTube description to see donation addresses to support a show you like. And it's not uncommon to see referral links as long as you're disclosing that it's a referral link. If you want to support the show and you haven't signed up to an app yet, why not use a referral link? Absolutely. It's no big deal. It doesn't cost the end user anything. And it only benefits the, the person who told you about it.
1: So to kind of sum it up, if you're upset with me for, you know, coming out here and, and talking about bet dice and the records are breaking if you don't like gambling that's fine I totally understand i don't personally endorse or recommend anybody gamble either and i've said that before but beyond that if you're upset with me just because i'm going out and, and supporting these daps and bringing more attention to these daps I'm sorry, there's there's nothing I'm gonna change to, to stop supporting these dApps. The entire purpose of EOS, the reason it was invented, the reason why I get up so excited out of bed every day to work on EOS and help the EOS ecosystem flourish is because of dApps. Yeah. That's why we're here <laughs> is to build dApps. And I'm not gonna stop helping these dApps flourish, I'm not going to stop bringing attention to dApps that are breaking records and making blockchain history. I'm just not. I'm not going to stop doing it. And I I appreciate the feedback and I appreciate everybody that came out in my Telegram DMs and even in the public and said, hey, Rob, keep doing what you're doing. We love what you do for the ecosystem because it's going to keep happening. And it's a well-known fact that the two leading industries in
0: any emerging technology is gambling and pornography. Absolutely. It happened with VHS and beta from beta tapes to VHS and from VHS to DVDs to virtual reality. They're always leading the pack. And oh, yeah. This is just a normal market cycle. And gam- gambling dApps just happen to be the, the most used ones currently. Absolutely. And there's plenty of non-gambling
1: dApps we're going to talk about and do talk about. Yeah. And, and somebody tweeted me and said, you know, hey, I, I wish it wasn't all gambling dApps. There are some other cool games you can play now. And they said, do you think it will be gambling dApps forever? Absolutely not. This is how it starts. This is how it gains traction. We're going to see some pretty amazing things, things that aren't even games, things that are apps we couldn't even even conceive of in the past because we didn't have a platform like eos to to build on that are going to come out and are frankly going to change the world if so. gambling DApps continue to
0: be the most played and biggest DApps on eos then eos is a failure oh absolutely if we, that if, was all it was absolutely. if we can't strive and over the next couple months to years surpass that so that a, a gambling that might not even be in the top 10 or 20 that's what success is going to look
1: like absolutely like if, if
0: we just look at gambling like that's a failure if that's all we have definitely
1: and i don't think that will be all we have i'm I'm more confident now than ever in the eos blockchain because of what these gambling dapps have proven it can do and proven you know we can increase limits we can make cpu more efficient then when multi-threading comes out we'll we'll have so many more possibilities so just so cool to see these dapps breaking records on eos and you know we're going to keep supporting apps so all right so that's
0: enough for the fudsters this is the most we will ever address fudsters absolutely But I just didn't want to ignore it because of the commercial coming out at the same time. Everyone knows Rob owns dice tokens. I own some dust just from playing like 10 years worth on there. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so I do own some dust. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about a, a, another really good project that's coming out. They, yeah. They're doing
1: their airdrop and they've got a prototype release. You want to talk about it? Yeah, so we have a, I recorded a video on this also, the Higher Vibes Airdrop Spotlight. Um, HireVibes is essentially a job platform, so nothing new that we haven't seen, but they're adding a really interesting token incentive layer. So it's a job platform like anything where if you're looking for a job, you go and you search things, you know, you can apply, you can get hired. If you're an employer and you need employees, you go on and post your job and get responses and can, you know, find somebody you're looking for. But what's cool about HireVibes is that they're adding in these token bonuses for when you do get a job or for when you refer somebody and they get a job. Um, so, in addition to getting your new job and a, and a great new salary, you may get you know five, six thousand dollars worth of Higher Vibes tokens as a bonus just for signing up and getting that job. But what's cool is that, similar to how BetDice distributes profit from their game mm-hmm. to people That's who stake their dice tokens, Higher Vibes is doing a very similar sort of feedback loop where, if you stake your Higher Vibes tokens in the future, once the full platform is released, you will actually get a bonus anytime somebody's hired. So what this does is it creates an incredible incentive model. Turns
0: everyone, like there's a recruiting and headhunter model that exists Absolutely. in c- the current job industry. Yeah. So, and and some, some companies have it too, a finder's fee. So if, if I find an employee that my company hires, sometimes I'll get a, a few hundred to a few thousand dollar bonus for right. finding that employee. And then, uh, Headhunting companies work kind of the same way, but they're getting paid by the hiring m- employer. Exactly. So this is kind of decentralizing that so that you don't have to be a recruiting agency to be able to monetize the recruitment of talent. Yeah. If, if I am on a, imagine going onto a job board, like indeed.com, and you see a, a job that your best friend would be great for. Yeah. You can send your best friend a link to that job using yourself as the referrer, and if they follow through with their application and interview process and get hired, You get that finder's fee, even though you have nothing
1: to do with that company. All you did was you helped them find talent. Absolutely, and everyone's incentives are aligned. Yeah, it creates an incredible incentive loop. Where then I'm going out, even even if I don't give them my referral code, I'm still going to get paid as somebody who's holding and staking Higher Vibes tokens because it's all going to go into one big payout pool. So when I go out and I tell my 20 cousins who are looking for jobs, hey, use Vibes. you know, you need a blockchain job specifically. And I honestly think that this platform could eventually become um, the place where you go to find a blockchain job or to to, to hire, you know, a blockchain developer. So I'm I'm super excited about it. If you go there now, even on their current um, beta version, you can sign up and check it out. Everipedia is hiring for a real job and and several other crypto companies there are hiring. So pretty cool platform. And we'll have a demo video coming out on the Cypherglass YouTube channel soon as well
0: all right so we got to keep this one short yeah. probably won't be as many graphics as usual because i do have a lot to do before going out to san Fran. do you have anything you want to add to this
1: um i think the only other thing i want to add is you know both of us will be there at the hackathon in san francisco and at the events following so if you want to know what's going on as it's happening follow me on twitter at finchify and me at blockchain with
0: a k there it is and uh we'll keep you updated and for any block producers listening or any dap developers I need t-shirts, t-shirts, <laughs> we'll t-shirts, t-shirts, t-shirts. That's great. I, I, I need a cypher glass shirt, Rob. Do you even have a cypher glass shirt? I've seen them on pictures from the US yeah. Dublin event we, in Washington.
1: We do have cypher glass shirts. We're actually looking at. Uh, there's another block producer who has sort of a for or for charity, not for profit um, t-shirt printing company. We're looking to get some printed through them, so you could just sort of get them online, and all proceeds go to charity. Right, I'll be sure to get you one. And as I well.
0: wear XL if I want to look a little thick, or 2X if I want it to fit me properly. So all right. that's good to know. listening
1: and I wear uh, a large, so.
0: All right, we'll see some of you guys in San Francisco. Be yep. sure to say hello. I'll be at as many of the social events as possible as well as the hackathon. Yeah, so super
1: excited. It should be, awesome. oh yeah. I can't wait. Can't I'll wait be to recording
0: see. plenty of content, so you'll probably be seeing some random short form content coming out all throughout the weekend. Follow me on nice. Twitter or on the ICO Alert uh, YouTube channel. But uh, this closes out this week's show. Once again, I'm Zach Gall. I'm Rob Finch. And this is Everything Yos. (laughs) Boom, (laughs) boom, 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 San Fran.